This is Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities taking a look at the wheat markets for Monday, March 13th. Well, lots of activity going on in the markets. It's not just the ag markets. we got the financial markets getting a bit of a, a hiccup here with the bank failure in California and another one in New York. And uh, the Fed stepping in, uh, the Treasury stepping in, or whoever, that's federal government, is stepping in to shore them up. And hoping to contain any kind of uh, acceleration of the fear. So we got that going on in the financials. The dollar is under some pressure, uh, but it looks like we're getting some stability here the first thing Monday morning. As uh, stock market actually opened up about 300 points early in the night session, now we're down a couple hundred points, but as we head into the day session. In the grain space, uh, quite a washout last week of course uh, as you know that uh, the wheat market and the corn market kind of leading the way down wheat taking us into new contract lows corn not into contract lows but certainly the lowest we've been in months now some of this is uh, i think long liquidation and just kind of accelerating from a technical standpoint but there's still this possibility that the UN is going to bring in a fleet of vessels to move uh, quite a bit of grain out of Ukraine. Ukraine announced a couple weeks ago that they had as much as 30 million tons of wheat and corn combined to move out of the country, which was in itself a surprise to the market. And now with talk that maybe you're going to get a some sort of a SWAT team together to get it moved, well, you know, where's that grain going to go? The question is, is it already sold? If it is, then that's not that big a deal. But if it's not, you're going to see, you know, a huge amount of pressure on the market. And I think that's part of this recent pressure in the market. Now, we've got uh, the growing season ahead of us, and it's not looking all that great for winter wheat in the southern plains. We just don't have the rains that have been forecast are really materializing at this point. So that's part of the pressure in wheat. Now it's worth noting, of course, that on Friday we had a pretty big reversal back up in Kansas City wheat in particular, but that pulled Chicago and Minneapolis higher as well. After getting a big push to the downside in Kansas City on Thursday, Friday you come back up, you actually put in a new low, barely, and then you came back up all the way back up to Thursday's high. So it's one of those chart formations where you get a, a sharp move down and a sharp move back up, back to back. That almost always is an indication of a turn, whether it's on the upside, a sharp move up, sharp move down, or, or what we just saw. Usually that's an indication that the market has exhausted itself. I was looking for some kind of buy signal in here to kind of confirm that we're done with this washout. I kind of thought we would actually get a bounce and then come back down and retest these lows simply because the RSIs got so oversold. Usually you come back down and get some sort of divergence on the RSIs. That still is very possible. But I think with the price action on Friday, it's telling us that this market is probably done on the downside, if nothing else, at least for the short term. Now the night session is down 11, so that, uh, you know, clearly you, you see some people pretty nervous here about you know, probably the larger financial contagion. But I just, I, I think that the wheat market, you know, headed into the growing season with the kind of conditions we have, you can only press this market so much. 
and uh, I think we're going to get a snap back. So we'll see how the day session goes. But I would look at this as an opportunity to at least, again, in the short term, catch a, a move to the upside. Cash markets around the world. We have U.S. Golf Soft Red Winter Wheat at 292 on a FOB offer. That's down 13 from last week. Hard Red Winter Wheat at 356 is down 6. In Ukraine, they're offered at 270, which is unchanged. Russia's at 285, which is down 5. France is at 287, down 5. Argentina's at 335, down 5. So you can see with Russia at 285 and Ukraine at 270, um, everybody else has kind of plummeted in in these markets uh, while Ukraine always was cheaper they were unchanged but it brings most of the other exporters pretty much in line with Russia so if nothing else we've become more competitive with the world's largest and most aggressive exporter when we're looking at corn fob offers out of the Gulf at $275 a ton that's down 15 off the PNW, we're at $300 a ton that's also down 15 Ukraine is down 5 at 255 Argentina was down 10 at 280, Brazil down 10 at 285. In soybeans at the Gulf, we're at $595 a ton, that's unchanged on the week. Argentina's at 570, down 5, Brazil's at 555, down 10. So there's still discount to the U.S. Uh, Argentina was down 5, Brazil down 10. You know, obviously Argentina's just not going to be that aggressive of, of a seller in the export market especially for soybeans where it's just been an absolute wipeout for them production-wise. And they're probably going to be buying soybeans from Brazil. Uh, for corn, you know, it's it's getting pretty late in the growing season for rains to come and save the day. I, I, I Those don't really appear to be on the horizon. There are some hints of, of better rain two weeks from now, but we know how those forecasts go. So it's, it's pretty much a done deal for you, uh, Argentina, and it's just been an absolute disaster. You know, their wheat crop was bad, but the corn and soybeans is even worse. They've just had so little rain, there's a lot of heat, and it's getting, it, you know, past the point of no return for both of those crops. So Argentina is going to be a blowout. Uh, Brazil has just been a, a bin buster. It's going to offset a lot of Argentines' uh, losses. But it pretty much then becomes a push for South America. And it doesn't increase global stocks of corn or soybeans by any measurable degree. And it just depends on what happens in the Northern Hemisphere, which for corn really centers on the United States, uh, Ukraine, are the major exporters of the Northern Hemisphere. Europe grows a lot of corn, but they actually are a net importer typically. So it's you know, we don't expect big production out of Ukraine, so it all falls on the United States. And it, and as far as exports go, this is our window of opportunity as well, with Brazil pretty much running out of old crop and their new crop not available till roughly July. It does open up a door for the United States. Now, getting back to Ukraine, and if they indeed have 30 million tons of grain to export, that certainly would change the dynamics there. But we just, we don't know the details yet. We don't even know if that's actually happening. It's just been some talk bantied about. So I think that uh, the market's taking that with a grain of salt at this point. But I would think moving forward, you know, you're greening up in Kansas. You need a drink. And uh, for the most part, it's it's certainly not on in the near-term forecast that we're going to get it. So I, I would look for Kansas City to continue this this snapback that we had and uh, you know right about 
eight dollars is is major resistance it's held the market in place eight bucks to 805 if we can get past that then I think we have a lot more momentum to the upside and then eight dollars becomes support level for right now it's become mostly a, a resistance level but um, I, I think we have a good chance of taking that out and then that becomes a support as we work our way through the growing at least the early part of the growing season if you have any questions, feel free to call at 1-800-888-9843 or you can call me on the cell at 513-815-1701. This is Ben Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities.